Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. We'll be right back to today's show, but before we do, I want to let you know that you can get a free copy of my first book, Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma, when you leave a review for the podcast on Apple Podcasts, either on desktop or on your phone. All you have to do is go to Apple Podcasts, look up Think Unbroken, click follow in the top right, and then go and leave a review at the bottom. And when you leave that review, screenshot it and send it over to book.thinkunbroken.com where you can upload your contact and mailing information, and we will send you a free copy of this award-winning, best-selling book, absolutely free, including shipping. Just go to book.thinkunbroken.com to upload your screenshot review from Apple Podcasts for the Think Unbroken podcast. And until next time, my friend, be unbroken. I'll see you. You're listening to the Think Unbroken podcast, and I'm your host, Michael Unbroken. I'm an author, speaker, coach, and advocate for adult survivors of childhood trauma and abuse. In this podcast, you will learn how to transform your trauma into triumph, turn breakdowns 
into breakthroughs and go from victim to being the hero of your own story. You can learn more at thinkunbrokenpodcast.com. And of course, check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify at Think Unbroken Podcast. Hey, what's up, Unbroken Nation? Hope that you're doing well wherever you are in the world today. I'm very excited to be back with you with another episode with my friend, Coach Stormy Wellington. Stormy, my friend, welcome to the show. How are you today? I am so excited to be here, be here with you, seeing all of your success. And I, I know a little bit about your journey makes me proud and also honored. So thank you so much for having me today. Thank you. Uh, likewise, for sure. You know, I, I think about people who come from similar backgrounds as you and I. And when you come through, it will either make you or it will break you. And I very rarely find anyone who's like in the middle and life's just okay. <laughs> you know, it's either life is crazy or life is super good. And so I'm wondering, what's something about your past that we would need to understand to know who you are today? Oh, wow. Great question. Um, you know what? What I think about uh, is when I used to be in the strip club, um, a lot of people uh, don't understand when I say I used to be a dancer, it's like based upon who I am now. It's like they can't really see that phase of my life. But being in a strip club as early as 13 years old to be able to turn on my water back home because my mom was in the street selling drugs, to have that experience at 13, um, it transforms you. You know, I, it wasn't my fault. I was a kid. But to be in that environment and to see men and to understand the hustle and to understand the resilience and the fight and the um, the, 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 the challenge of trying to be in competition really with other women uh, is a lot of the, the same attributes that I use today in terms of how I build my business. And so a lot of people don't know that, you know, I believe that the thing that you experience is preparing you for something else. And so I will say that, you know, from the age of about 13 to the age of about 19, I probably spent about three years and uh, a real exotic dancer as a way to provide for uh, my children. So you won't really be able to really wrap your head around why does she fight so hard? Why is she aggressive the way she is? Why is she so resilient? Why is she so like unstoppable? It's because I remember that phase of my life and I truly believe that, you know, I have a daughter. I have a, a 23-year-old daughter. My son just turned 27 yesterday and I have a nine-year-old. But when I had my daughter, I didn't want her to think that that was okay. Because, you know, of course, when we watch our parents, we tend to think whatever they do is okay. And then later on in life, we learn, no, that wasn't okay. So I would have to say the era of my life that I was a stripper, I helped a lot in me becoming the woman I am today. Yeah, that, that's almost insane for people to fathom, right? And, yeah. and people hear these stories and they go, how is that possible? And I'm like, you know, at eight years old, I was stealing water across the street from our neighbor's house because of my mom's drug addiction, right? We didn't have water. We didn't have food. It was, it is survival at its finest. And there's a resilience that's built into that, unfortunately, right? Like I will always caveat that. Like I, I would have much rather grown up in Grant Cardone's house. Trust me. You know what I'm saying? But like we look at the, <laughs> we, we look at what we come from and you can't change that. But, you know. Stormy, so many people get buried by those experiences and they cannot make it out. You know, I look at my, my three childhood best friends were murdered. I got family in prison for life. It's almost impossible to be here right now. And I see people like you. And I, I remember the first time I saw you speak, I don't remember where it was, but I remember the feeling of it. 
And me being like, my God, this is inspiring because it's very rarely that I sit across from someone and I think to myself, I really can do anything because look what they've done. How did you pull yourself through that? Like going and tracking this this chaos in childhood, having a child very young, strip clubs as a baby. I mean, you're a baby. Like how in the world do you pull yourself out of that? So can I be honest or you want me to give you a a, a facade? No, I want the truth always. Okay, so I I heard you say a little curse word. So I think you're a little bit ratchet and raw on here. Is that true? That's 100%. <laughs> Man, I think I'm I'm amazing. I look at myself as, man, look what I came from. Look what I grew through. Look what I went through to become the woman I am today. So I draw strength from it. I'm proud. I'm like, damn, I did that. You know, um, I could have felt like I was a victim. I could have played the victim. I could have been upset with my mom. I could have been mad with my dad. But instead, I realized that the truth is my mom had trauma and was broken. My dad had trauma and was broken. And so they did the best that they could with what they had. And so here it is. I am Swimmy Wellington because that's where God decided to place me. He decided to place me with these parents that gave me life experiences as my life lesson. So I don't look at it as a negative. I look at it and that that was my that was my school. That was my preparation. And and. Um, yeah, I would have much rather grew up in Grand Cardone's house too, but that's not the house I grew up in. You know, I grew up in the Wellington Barclay house. And so it is what it is. And I'm honestly, I wouldn't have wanted it no other way. I'm grateful because I feel like more people come from where we come from, Michael. More people come from broken families, broken households. And so it's not a whole lot of, you know, uh, Grant Cardone houses around here. It's not. It's more houses like where we came from. So I look at it as a gift. It's a gift that we went through it and we are able to come out on the other side and to show other people that it's possible. I don't care how you start, it's how you finish. Yeah, that's right. How how do you get to that place mentally where you look at it as a gift? Because when I when I was growing up, Stormy, I I just felt like God hates me, the world is against me. I would always just be like, why me? You know, it's really weird to to have to be the poorest kid in the poorest school in the poorest neighborhood. Right. And and it just always felt like there was something that I was supposed to do that was great. Right. I've had the pleasure and honor of like being able to witness you on stage and you witness me on stage and we've been able to transform our lives. But I, I think people always get stuck in that victim. Like, and I always admit it, I played the victim. Like I have done that. I did it really well. I did it effectively. And there was something that was like, I'm pulling myself out of this no matter what. Like, was there, was it just that you didn't have another choice? So I think, so first of all, here's why I believe uh, exposure is everything. Like, you have to give your kids exposure uh, and experiences. And, And as young as I can remember, I remember my mom having a lavish lifestyle. My mom always had a driver because she never learned how to drive. My mom, you know, for the most part, had money, even though she did spend some time in prison. But I remember my mom bringing around some of her friends. And, and this is my story, okay? Everybody's story may not be the same. But I remember seeing some of my mom's friends that were just flop. I remember she had a friend named Miss Pat who 
you know, was always fly. She always had a new Camry. She dressed real sexy. And I used to look at her and say, man, I want to be like her one day when I grow up. You know, my, my cousin, Michelle Bartley, um, she, she was a model. And all the men loved her. She was sexy and she had this way about herself and she would always be dressed nice and she worked out. And, and I would see her and I would say, man, I want to be like her one day when I grow up. So one of the blessings of my childhood is that my mom exposed me to a lot of things. So like now I have a driver. I know people probably think it's bougie, but like I grew up as a kid watching my mom have a driver. Um, so part of my DNA um, and just my subconscious mind is like, man, my mom had a driver. I want a driver. You know, my mom, you know, when she was free from prison, she had money. Even though she got illegally, my mom sold drugs. My mom had workers. My mom had, you know, people that, that trafficked the drugs, sold the drugs, bought her money. And so me now being in network marketing, it's like I saw my mom do these things, but she did it for all reasons, you know, opposite of what I did it for. And I'll never forget the day I told my mom that I'm so inspired to not be like you. Like, i never forget the day I said, man, I'm so inspired by you. And she was getting excited. And, and I know that day I broke her because I said to her in the same sentence to not be like you. Because I started to realize what she was doing and how much it was, you know, putting her life and livelihood, her freedom uh, at risk. And so I think because of me being able to see uh, the contrast of, okay, you know, we wasn't poor. My mom, we were just inconsistent, if that makes sense. Like, mm. my mom would get a food stamps and we'll go to the grocery store. And I, I used to love when she got a food stamp because we'll be walking through the store with three buggies. I remember that as a kid. Even though when, when we got to the cash register, I'd be lying to the bathroom because I used to be embarrassed of a food stamp card. But I remember we had food. You know, it wasn't a whole lot of coming home and not having food only when she went to prison. And when she went to prison... That's when I was able to experience the stealing food from the friend's houses to eat. And I'm eating an oatmeal pie in the bathroom because if I ask them for it, they're going to tell me no. So I'm stuffing it in my mouth because I'm really hungry. You know, I remember the, the, the eating dinner with my friend's family because my mom was in Jamaica on her drug run and just pretty much left me to figure it out. And we ran out of food and she didn't collect her money. And so I remember my friend's mom's making their plate and then making my plate. And I'll have one piece of chicken in half and five rice grains. But my friends have an avalanche of rice and 10 pieces of chicken. And so it just made me decide that I don't want to be like that. So I really, Michael, I watch people and I decide if I like how they show up and do I want a piece of them to be me or if I don't like it. And so I do the opposite. So I do a lot of things like I'm, I'm quick to feed the kids. I love on everybody's kids because I remember... When I was the stepchild, I remember when I was a forgotten child. I remember when I was a hungry child. And so I tend to think that because I was able to see a lot of things and experience a lot of things, I was able to decipher between who do Stormy Wellington really want to be because I saw the best of both worlds and the worst, worst of worlds. I actually resonate with that a lot. I remember one time I was at I was at a friend's house and his uncle played for the Indiana Pacers. I don't think I've ever shared this story before. His uncle played with the Indiana Pacers. And so we went to their house up in Carmel, Indiana, which is like the number one city in America. It was voted best city in America. And so I walk in there and it's clean house. It is five, six bedrooms, BMWs in the front yard, motorcycles. They had a pool and a trampoline. 
And I looked at my house and I was like, I'm sleeping on a concrete floor. I have no bed. My mom is gone. And that same, that exposure, God, that is such a powerful thing for a child. And that exposure to that environment made me go, one day I'm going to figure this out. And, and as the Unbroken Nation knows, by the time I was 25, I made a million dollars, right? But wow. I, I lost it all. Let's not get it twisted. <laughs> but, but what happened is I was so driven to this thing where I was like, I want something different. People often mistake confidence for arrogance. And I think people are terrified of confidence because you're you're one of the most confident people I've ever met in my life. And I really? know that people must, I, I would assume, I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but I would assume people look at you and go, she's arrogant. How do you, how do you become confident to the point where it's like you can do anything? Because this is the reason I made this show, Stormy, is that I wanted to give people permission to go be great, even though they come from backgrounds like us. And to show them that no matter what, this is absolutely possible. You can have what you want in life, but people are terrified to tap into their self, to their belief, to their intuition, to their heart, and to be that confident person. Where did confidence come from? How do you build it and how do you maintain it? Wow, great question. So not to sound arrogant, but. It's like when you know something because you've tried it and you've done it and you've seen it work, you know it it, it works. It's kind of like your grandmother giving you the recipe to her, I mean, famous red velvet cake. She tell you exactly five scoops of flour, one stick of Lando lace butter. And she put Lando lace, you know, she puts uh, uh, a flour and she puts, make sure you put the oven at 450. She knows that this recipe is going to give you the output of her famous red velvet cake. I failed and succeeded so much from mentally, spiritually, physically, financially, relationally, that I have, I call it my formula, right? And everybody has a formula. So I am not a religious girl. Um, I am a spiritual girl. Um, I used to be a religious girl. I remember I was strictly... The pastor said this, and this is what the pastor said, and this is what we're going to do. The prophet told me this, and the apostle told me this. And then after a while, I started to realize that, wait a minute, they're human just like me. They, 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 they make error just like me. If God told them something, why God ain't coming to tell me? So I started to work on my spirit, having a relationship with God, knowing that you got big God and I'm little God. So I know that I have power. I have the power to speak the thing and it shall come to pass. I believe that a thought is a thing that you constantly believe to be true. And so I believe that 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 whatever I believe to be true, I can make happen because I believe it to be true. I believe in um, principles. And so I try to do it all everybody else's way. And every time I try to do it everybody else's way, I'm, li I'm literally, I could see the failure. And then when I do it the way that I know works, it always works. So I think mm -hmm. that that arrogance is when you have an air about yourself that you can't be, excuse me, with. And that's not true. I could be with. I could be. But I know how to not be with. So then for become unfucked with. So I know what my formula is. And I know that everybody has one. And so once I discovered it and I tested it, I tested it. I tested what life would be like doing what everybody else do. And I saw what the results was. And then I tested living life the way I learned to live it. And now it's like, 
I mean, I, I'm very peaceful. I, I don't let people bother me. I'm happy with myself. I don't need no entourage. I don't need no friends. I don't need you to like me. I don't need you to approve of me. I don't need you to understand me. Like, it just is what it is. I am Stormy Nicole Wellington, and I know who I am. I know what I'm supposed to do. I know my assignment. I know what I ain't supposed to do. And, I mean, that's just it. So it's not an arrogance. It's just I am aware, you know? And it's God's fidelity. You know, God is within me. And so, therefore, I cannot fail. So that's that's pretty much what it is. And I think when you've succeeded and failed and you did it multiple times, it's like, why am I doubting what I know to be true? I did it. I Listen, I live a life people dream of, right? And nobody gave me nothing. And I've helped so many people that you would have never thought could have even been helped. So why should I doubt what I already know I know? Because I've done it. And I've done it multiple times. Everything I, everything that I say I know, I know it because it worked. If that makes mm. sense. A hundred percent. This is obviously not the Grant Cardone show, but I need to say this. So I was speaking at um at one of his boot camps and and I, I won this speak off that he did and he invested $10,000 into Think Unbroken, right? And you know this, Grant doesn't give people money. <laughs> and so that was such a powerful moment. And he, and he sat across from me and he said, Michael, man, you need to take your flowers. And I never heard anyone tell me this before. I always bring this up on the show because it's such an important thing because it ties into what you just said. It's about acknowledging your greatness. Like you did something amazing. And people, I think about this a lot. We're, we're told to be humble, stand in the back of the room, raise your hand to go to the bathroom. You do something great. Oh, it's everybody else's thing. But Stormy, sometimes it's you. You pulled yourself out of it. The, the world is against you. And yet people feel like they're not allowed to like raise their hand and be like, I'm great. Like, how do you, you have this formula, which I think is really beautiful and powerful. And I do too. And, and so much of it is based on the past and going, I did that. I know I can do this over here. Most people are terrified to acknowledge their greatness. How do you, how do you step into that? Like as a, if, if I were sitting with you, let, let's go through this real quick. Cause as coach stormy, I think I'd be remiss not to ask this question. I'm sitting across from you. I hear your story. Stormy goes, yeah, I've got the formula. I did this. And I'm telling you, Stormy, I just don't believe in myself. How do I become like you? How do I do the thing that Stormy has done? How do I do the thing that Michael's done? I see you guys, but it doesn't seem like it's for me, but you have everything. What am I missing? So the first thing that I would tell you, um, so we got to understand like man is maker of himself. Man is made and unmade by his daily choices and decisions. Like, that's the number one thing that everybody in this world has to know. Man is maker of himself. Man is made and unmade by every choice and every decision that he has ever made. You are living in your imagination, Michael. Things happen three times in life. And I talked about this yesterday, and I give it to the Unbroken Nation uh, as a gift. And I want y'all to listen to this real slow. Things happen three times in life. Okay, when you're a kid, you can't say this. This is not this. When you're a kid or if you're mentally challenged or if you have some disorders or some disabilities or some handicap, I get it. Well, I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about able-bodied men and women. We have to know, number one, everything happens in the mind first. Everything we see right now, somebody thought about. You know, this, this, this is, I love this saying, Michael. I did not think of this. I could have never thought of this. 
I knew I needed something like this. This goes in my purse. I could pull it out. Look, look, boom, boom, boom. It even come with a remote control. I never used it. Throw it back in my purse. It's done. Somebody thought of this in their imagination. They saw it, number one. Number two, they, they did the work to create it. So they went through the manufacturers. They, they drew it out. They probably drew it out on a pencil and a paper and they played it or what? They just drew it. So the second thing is they did the work. So it happened the second time because they did it. And now it's done. So now we have it. But you know when a person really experiences life? You know, do you know when this person gets the gratitude for this? Not just the money. The money is one thing. But what gives this person the gratitude is when he sees people using it. So the reflection of the thing you thought about is the real glory. The real excitement is when you sit back and be like, damn, I'm really Michael. Even though I was hungry as a kid and I stole, even though I was uh, abused or beaten and molested and abandoned and talking about and I watched my mom do drugs, you be like, look at Michael, look at me. Or, or you become a bomb and you be an alcoholic and you, you know, and, and you sit back and be like, damn, look at me. So at the end, in the, at the end of the day, you, you got to know that that man is maker of himself. So I would tell this person, like, look at your life. You decided it. You went to that college. You dated that man. You dated that woman. You accepted that relationship. So if you don't like it, guess what? Just visualize. You are the story that you tell yourself. So now what do you want your new story to be? That's why I'm big on meditation. I meditate every day. Every day I live in my imagination. I'm thinking about what else do I want and what else do I want and what else do I want. And so I would tell that person, work harder on yourself than you do anything else and know that you make yourself and you can break yourself. So decide what is it going to be? You're going to make yourself or break yourself. And if you want to choose and continue breaking yourself, that's a little bit above my pay grade. So you may need to go see your pastor or your, your whoever you need to go see. But it's, 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 it's getting people to understand that, man, we got a choice and it ain't easy. Like if you go back and you think about all the hard work it took you to become Michael, it wasn't easy, but I bet you you happy you did it. Yeah, 100%. I remember when I first met you, you're a different person. That took a lot of work. First of all, your confidence, your, your facial expression, like you are, you own who you are now. And then when I first met you, it wasn't like that. You know why you're doing it? Because you know what you know. And nobody can challenge what Michael knows that he knows. And so people got to get to a place that if you don't like yourself, what books are you reading? What, what do you see for yourself? If you see, listen, don't decide what life you're going to have based upon the life you have right now. Mm. Like nobody probably will believe what I tell them. I'm going to be a billionaire. You know, I'm, I'm going to build a, a subdivision. I'm going to have my own airplane. I don't have the money for none of that right now. I do not have, I don't know nothing about no subdivision besides how to live in one. I don't know nothing about no airplane besides how to get on one. But I guarantee you, because whatever you think about with deep emotion will suddenly appear. So we got to change our thoughts and we got to be very careful because our thoughts could play tricks on us. So it's about you getting in alignment with what is it that you really, 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 really want and allowing that imagination to run free. Yeah. And there's levels to this game, right? That's yeah. the thing that, you know, eight, eight years into Think Unbroken, almost eight years into Think Unbroken, but 13 years into my own healing journey, like honestly, Stormy, there are some days I wake up, I'm like, oh, I just figured out this thing this guy was telling me like nine years ago, you That's know, and it's... But that goes back. That's the third level that we get mm -hmm. to. 
You have to get to the place that you can reflect and say, oh my God, I saw this. I did this. Now I understand. Did you ever go somewhere and 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 like, okay, I'll give you a great example. You didn't really embrace that you was on Grant Cardone's stage and he gave you this $10,000 until now. You, you enjoy it more now looking back at it than you did when you experienced it. Oh, for sure. A hundred percent. And and the thing that that did was it, it built even deeper confidence that I'm one of the best public speakers in the entire world. Come on. Right. And and to me, it's like, I'll, I'll tell you how that happened, actually. Stormy, I've visualized that moment 500 times, a thousand times, 2000 times, again and again and again. You said that you like to play in your imagination. And that really hit home to me because like when I was a kid on the streets, I'd be riding around on my bicycle at like 16 years old because I don't have any money. And I'd just be like, one day I'm going to buy a Cadillac. Right. And now I've owned multiple. One day I'm going to wear custom suits. And now sometimes I wear them, even though I'm a jeans and T-shirt guy. And it was just like I'm visualizing, not because I think you're going to understand what I'm going to say. It's not about the possession. It's about the journey to get there. And and I think people will start the path. Right. They'll be like, I hear you, Stormy. I got the three things. I'm going to start showing up. I'm going to change my mindset read different books, listen to podcasts. I'm going to join one of Stormy's programs or Michael's programs. I'm going to do these things. And then they'll take two or three steps and then they hit a wall and then they revert back. How do you handle failure in your life? You said something that I think is so beautiful. You're like, I failed. So I know how to not fail. I failed. So I know how to succeed. I think failure is the most important piece of data one can extrapolate from. How do you fail? And then how is it that when you fail, that you keep going? Wow, that's an amazing question. Um, so so my dad is 75, right? And so I asked him for words of wisdom and I just it came in my spirit. So he said to me yesterday, I said, Dad, give me a give me a give me a word of wisdom. And he said, Give me a minute, give me a minute. So he comes back, he said, Okay. He said, Um, success is not a destination. He says, failure is not final. And if you fall down, you can stand up and get up again. And I thought about that because the truth is, that's the best part of life, knowing that every successful person was once a failure. The best part of life is learning that, that you learn from your mistakes. But I think what is missing from a lot of people, um, because I had to develop this. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. People got to learn to have a strong sense of dignity. And, and that's like a sense of knowing that you belong and you deserve. And I think that, that that's very important. So I believe that I deserve the best. And I realize that nobody is going to give it to me. You know, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. And so being that person that realizes that if I don't do it, who's going to do it? Like, yeah. who, who is going to do it for me? Nobody. Like, like, yeah, nobody's going to work my body out for me. Nobody's going to drink this water for me. Nobody's going to take my vitamins for me. Nobody's going to, you know, put me in my million dollar mansion and buy my, like, like, like if I want these things, like I want it so bad, 
Like, like, you know, E.T. says, you know, you got to want it as bad as you want to breathe. Like, I can't not have it because I would feel unfulfilled and I would not be proud of myself. I like I like to make myself proud of myself. I like I like to see that I failed and come back because that's the best thing to tell somebody. Oh, you tripping. You did that and you quit. Oh, well, guess what I did? Try becoming a multimillionaire and going broke. Try, try that. Try, try that. You know, try so it. I not great. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not great. So it's like, once you experience it, you can kind of like, and you're going to get this mic, right? If you've been depressed before, that's a blessing. Because you know, you can feel the pressure trying to come in your body. Like, okay, wait a minute. I, I'm feeling that depression thing. I'm feeling something is trying to come. So experiencing things to me is the greatest teacher because you know what it feels like in your body. You know what anxiety feels like. You know, it's like when you lost weight, you know when you've gotten too skinny. Or you know when you're about to get back fat, you know. You know when a guy not good for you or you know when a person not good for you. So I think the best thing is to experience it. So now, you know, it's like the, the blinker. You turn that blinker on in the car and mm -hmm. it's going to let you know, hello, either you're going to turn or turn me off or you're going to put the seatbelt on or either you're going to put it on or it's going to keep ding, 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 ding. So I think the experience allows you to know what it feels like so you know how not to do it again. Yeah. I, I, I remember once somebody asked me like how I actually lost weight. Cause you know, I, I used to be 350 pounds and now I'm half uh, way smaller than that. And, oh my God. and I realized something, I was 26 and I was looking at myself in the mirror, Stormy. I had a, I had a Cadillac CTS, you know, that bad boy two car. I, I'm going to age myself a little bit. I had some Sean John suits. I had some J's things were looking good for me. And, and yet I'm 350 pounds. I'm smoking two packs a day. I'm drinking myself to sleep. My girlfriend finds out I'm cheating on her with a bunch of these other girls. And my little brother tells me, I'll never talk to you again. You're not my brother. I had chased money entirely with no intention or clarity about anything else in life. And, and I was on a show recently and I really narrowed into this. And they were like, how are you able to change all of this? I think you're going to understand this. And I want to go a little bit deeper into it. I realized that the truth to life in the decision-making process, like what you were talking about, is not negotiating with yourself. Like, I do not negotiate with myself. I do not negotiate with my values. I do not negotiate with my dreams. On the days where I don't want to do it, Stormy, I make myself do it anyway. I don't care what it is. It is a commitment. It is a promise. It is something that I said to myself when I changed my life 13 years ago, no excuses, just results. But people, I think, play this trick on themselves and they go, tomorrow, I can do it tomorrow. I can change my life tomorrow. I can get rich tomorrow. I can be healthy tomorrow. How do you, how do you navigate that part of you that wants to negotiate when you're like, I'm good. I made a lot of money. I've helped a lot of people. I've spoken on a lot of stages. I had TV shows. Everybody knows my name. Like, how do you, when you're like, in that moment of like facing, I'm going to chill and not do anything. And it doesn't matter anymore versus this is my dream. Like, how do you keep going? So first of all, I, I tell myself, you know, whatever I can't do, I must do, you know, and mm. it's kind of funny because I had a conversation with, with, with Elena and I never forget this. I said, and I asked Grant, I asked Grant and Elena this on two separate occasions. I said to Elena, like, what is the story that you tell yourself to keep going? And she was like, what? I, was like, I said, what is the story? You tell yourself to keep going. She said, what do you mean? I don't, I don't tell myself a story. What do you mean? And I said, I know. I said, you know, when you feel like giving up or you don't feel like doing it. Or... She was like, I don't tell myself anything. I just do it. 
And it clicked. When she said that to me, I said, she's done it so much. It's naturally who she is. I asked Grant the same question. And I said, what's the story you tell? This is, this is months later. I said, what's the story that you tell yourself to keep going? Like, you're a billionaire. You have this, you have that. He was like, what? I said, what is this story? This is me and him just talking. We in the, you know, this is not even in public. This is intimate conversation. He's like, I'll tell myself a story. I just do it. And I realized, and this is very strong, what I'm about to say. After a while, when you do it and do it and do it, that's why everybody has to get to a place where it's like creating a habit, success, and whatever it is that you want out of life, whether it's money or happiness or good health, or you have to do it so much that it becomes a natural part of who you are. Like, I'm not going to leave my house without brushing my teeth. I'm going to know that I did not brush my teeth. I could feel it. I could smell it. I could taste it. It's just morning breath, you know? And so we brush our teeth so much, we can't help ourselves, you know? It's like, we're going to do it. You may miss one shower, but you're not going to miss four or five. Like, it's naturally. So I've learned that whatever you can't do, you must do. And the goal is to do it so much that you you could feel when you're not doing it. Like, I'm back in my network marketing bank, right? And I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, it's, it's, I'm not, the money is not my driving force anymore. I mean, now I had to put a goal to what I'm doing because when I first did it, my drive was, I got to pay the light bill. I got to pay the water bill. I got to pay the, the, the rent, the mortgage. I got to pay the car note. Now everything's on auto pay. I don't, I don't have a, a lot of overhead outside of my payroll. And if I decided that I wanted to just chill, good. But what happens when you know you made a promise to God about something? Mm-hmm. Some of us made some promises to our children, to our grandparents that may be deceased now, to our mom. And I just believe like what's inside of you subconsciously in that conscious mind, what is hardwired into a, your DNA, it just gets to a place where you may take a, like how you're going crazy about your six week vacation. You don't understand how you're going to do it because what you do now is what you do. So you are going to have a hard time. Because you're used to doing the things you do because it's a part of who you are. And so I've learned that I have to do what I got to do until it becomes a part of who I am. And so whether it takes me six weeks, six months, I, I've learned that it, 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 if you do something long enough, suddenly it will become a part of who you are. And so that's why it's not the arrogant, it's just the confidence of like, I haven't worked out in like three months because of my surgery. I had a major surgery and it, it, it's hard. Like I, I find myself when to get up and go walk, but I, I have to really tell myself you can't because you can put yourself in the hospital. So guess what? If you don't work, you can put yourself in poverty. Same thing. Mm-hmm. So everything is the same. If you don't work out, if you work out, you're going to put yourself in the hospital. But when I can't work out, if you don't work out, you're going to be obese and you can have heart issues like your mom. If you don't work, a man don't work, a man don't eat. You know, you made promises. So it's like things that are second nature uh, to me is not second nature to most people, but it's the, all the inner work that I've done that got me to this place. And I would never stop because I know what it feels like to not do it. So therefore, whatever I can't do, I must do. Yeah. I, I think about this very simple concept where it's like, I don't do what I want. I do what is required. And that's and right. that's just that's just such a mind game with yourself, and right. I, I I fully believe this too that by doing what is required, the thing that you know you need to do to have the life that you want to have is love. 
It's love because when you're when you're not taking care of yourself, when you're not showing up, when you're not living in congruency, the universe feels it, right? It's go right. look at go look at your friends when you're failing. Go look at your health when you're failing. Go look at the the bank account when you're not showing up and doing the thing that you're supposed to do. Love love let's let's talk about this for a second because a lot of kids who come from backgrounds like us become adults who don't love themselves. What does self-love mean to you? First of all, self-love is embracing who I am and all of who I am. I'm not just, I'm a mom. And sometimes I turn mommy off. I'm a boss. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a boss. I pay a seven-figure payroll. I pay seven-figure taxes. You know, I, I, when I go out to eat, everybody expects me to pay the bill. Like, I'm a real boss. Like, I am that. I'm not in denial for that. I'm, I'm very feminine. I love loves. I love love. I'm a big old boss, but I love my man to love on me and, and 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 protect me. And, you know, to me, love is embracing everything that you are. I like nice stuff. I like travel. I like beautiful restaurants. I love beautiful people. I love beautiful conversations. So love is not depriving myself of all the things that make me feel amazing, no matter what somebody else's opinion of, of what I'm doing may be. It's accepting all of who I am and unapologetically embracing all of who I am. That's love for me. Mm. That's self love. Yeah, yeah. When I, I resonate with that, I think that's really beautiful. When when you're in this when you're in this journey, when you reflect back, when you think about all of the things that have happened that have led you to where you are, uh, you know, how do you do? You have anger towards those things? Have you let them go? Like, what is the biggest part of the healing journey for you that's allowed you to really step fully into who you are today? You ask some good questions. Um, the, the part of the hidden journey for me is accepting that I attracted it all. It's not other people's fault. The people that betrayed me, I allowed them in my life. They, they betrayed me because they were supposed to betray me. Accepting the mm -hmm. fact that everything that I experienced was a part of the journey. The people that left me, they should have left. Either I, I did something or they did something, regardless of, of, of what happened. I accept the fact that I played a role. Me, Stormy Nicole Wellington, I, I was talking to my assistant today and I was like, man, I used to be very aggressive. Very. I'm still, I'm a feminine alpha now. I'm still assertive. I still know what I want, but I used to not have no filter. Like, no filter. Like, this is what it is. This is what it's going to be if you don't like it or well. Now, I replay things in my mind and I ask myself, how does that make somebody feel? Yes, Tommy, she may be need to lose some weight, but is it nice to say you're fat? I would say that back in the day. Now it's like, I still will say it, but I won't say you're fat. I'll say, you know, why don't you, you know, try drinking more water, you know, maybe take your cleanse at night, maybe stay away from, from meat or because. So I still would say the same thing, but I was saying in a way in which it won't affect you. So I guess the thing for me is I accept the responsibility for everything that I experienced. Every person that came into my life that I shouldn't have let in, you know how we compromise, you know, our boundaries and our standards because we think people are going to change. No, I had no business letting some people in my life. I had no business being friends with you. I had no friends, no business allowing you in my house. So I got what I deserved. Like, I really believe I, I got what I deserved. Nothing I experienced, I didn't deserve it. Nothing. Mm -hmm. And I think that, to me, is the most amazing part of my healing journey because nothing was nobody else's fault. It was all my fault. Accountability is really everything. 
And, 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 and that's, and I'm not hearing you say, and I don't want people to misconstrue this. I'm not hearing you say I'm responsible for the things I went through in childhood, right? No, because- no, 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 no. Childhood, this is not childhood. This is, right. when we're children, we are our parents' responsibility, period. Or whoever our caregivers are. I'm not talking to kids. I'm talking to 18, 19 and above. It is no longer nobody else's fault. And again, if you are mentally challenged, we give you grace. If you have uh, mental issues, we give you grace. I'm talking to willing, able-bodied, you know, humans, okay, who could trigger and get to a place where they know better. So, so me, I am responsible for everything I did after the age of, of, of 18. Now, yeah. when I was 13 years old, I had no business in the strip club. Where was my mom? Where was my dad? When I was 16 years old, 15 years old, I had no business getting pregnant and having a child. I had two kids by the time I was 19. I had my, my son who turned 27 years old yesterday. Like, I'm still amazed that I got a whole grown human man that is my son. He's 27. Um, I had it when I was 15. Yeah, that's my fault. But that's my mama's fault. Like, where you was at when I was having sex? Where you was at when I was with my boyfriend all the time? You was too busy. So, no, that's that's different. But I'm talking to adults. Yeah. I, I agree. They're broken adults. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's and my hope is we can help them get unbroken. And it's like the the radical responsibility you have, your candor, the way you think about the world, your mindset. These are the same principles I'm teaching people all the time because it's. I, I don't think you and I are are somehow we know something other people don't know. I don't know anything most people don't know, but I've become studious about learning. Because the, the people I learned from when I was a kid were the drug dealers and the pimps. I watched my uncle in prison. I watched my family in prison. I, I watched the streets. I got kicked out of high school for selling drugs. Like, I get it. Like, I sit here and I look at this life and I go, I know where I'm supposed to be, Stormy, but I chose not to be another statistic, another guy in prison, another guy dead. But it, man, it is it is a mental battle every yep. day. And yep. that playing the victim is so easy. And, and we live in this weird society where we let each other off the hook all the time, where we we sit here and we look at people's lives and we go, oh, no, that's OK. I get it. You had a really hard childhood. I'm so sorry. Uh, now your life sucks. Well, too bad. Good luck with the rest. How do you pull people out of victimhood? Like, I just want you to drop some real hard truth on them because I think it's necessary. Like, how do you stop being a victim? So. First of all, I, I do believe that we need more examples in the world. Um, like people like you and, and myself, like I can't wait to promote this this uh this interview. Like I can't wait because people need to know, like, when I see you, I would never think you anything negative happened in your life. Like the things you selling drugs and all that. Like you don't even your talk, you 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 have a very professional vernacular. You have a very, you know, you're very articulate. I would never believe. So when I see you, if I was someone that's going through issues of life and all of that, first of all, I want more people to meet you, to see you, to hear your story. Same same thing here. So I think that when I think about these particular people, it's like, first of all, you have to expose yourself to more. I think it's unfortunate that we don't realize the power in this. So there's five things that I tell people all the time that's necessary to create change. Five things. And I don't care what nobody says. I've seen from drug dealers to people that was about to commit suicide to people that was just 
by themselves, introverts, the obese people take these five things that create change. Number one, right? You got to change the words that you're saying to yourself. Like, Absolutely. we have to, we have to. And and now we live in a technology society where you can go to YouTube, you can find you a YouTube teacher, you can find you a Instagram coach, a mentor, right? Some of my coaches and mentors are dead. Dick Ziggler, I never met him. I never meet him. Napoleon Hill, I never meet him. Bob Proctor, unfortunately, I didn't get to meet him. You know, Les Brown, thank God I got to meet him, you know, 20 years after I first met him. So we have to know that the world is so resourceful, right? It's just so resourceful. So I would tell them to like, quit playing, you know, quit, quit playing, quit, quit denying yourself of the good that you desire. And I truly believe that adversity is a part of life. And I have an acronym or, or a saying that I say for this is, is adversity advances the assignment. Pass your test to your abundance. So adversity is a part of God's plan, you know, yeah. whoever you believe in. We all are going to have adversity. But can you imagine passing through the adversity and then you get to be advanced on your assignment, whatever that may be? Because we all were uh, allowed to experience Earth with a purpose. Nobody came here without having a purpose. And so I just believe that, you know, we got to stop playing victim. Uh, we got to look around at what we have and, and, and images. Number two is the images, the things you see. Um, I'm really big on beautiful environments, you know. Um, I send myself flowers every week and, and I know people will say, yeah, you could afford it. But there was a time when I, when I couldn't afford it and I would go to Publix and I would buy uh, a six dollar uh, thing of flowers because I wanted to feel like a queen. So I did these things when I didn't even have the money because and everybody want to write this down. Feeling good is a strategy. You got to figure out what makes you feel good and and and, 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 and give it to yourself. I remember when I, I had a bunch of bracelets stacked on my wrist and they was pla those cheap plastic bracelets that say th different things. I used to stack those bracelets on my wrist and imagine that it looked like this. And now I got a freaking half a million dollar wrist today. And some days it get even more crazier. So it, it's about the words you speak, the images, your emotion. The third thing, you got to manage your emotion. Like, yes. listen, Absolutely. listen. Yes, you 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 gotta have emotional intelligence. You know when logic is 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 low, emotions are high. So you got to go and retrain the brain. And so, and I know it sounds like yeah, yeah, yeah. But I dropped out of school in the ninth grade, Mike. and I really dropped out in the eighth grade because I only went for two weeks in ninth grade. So nine just sounds good. So like I have every reason to not be the woman I am today. Yep. So the words you speak, the images, your emotions. You can't be easily moved and bothered. Like, I worked really, 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 really hard. And these, these are the things I say to myself, right? Self-control is strength. Right thought is mastery. Calmness is power. Peace be still. I still have the ability to pop off. I Listen, I could cuss somebody out real good. Like, I'm the girl that, that, that I learned. Like, I'm the cuss you out real good. But what is that going to do for my blood pressure? What is that going to do for my energy? What is that going to do for how I feel? Nothing. So I do not allow myself to be led by my emotions. And anyone that can emotionally charge me for the negative, I watch them and, and I'll eventually cut them off. I used to be screaming and, and getting mad at people. I don't do all of that no more. So we got to have emotional intelligence. Um, environments. It is very important that you put yourself in new environments. And, and, and hear me out. An environment does not mean you have to physically go somewhere. An environment is in your mind. 
An environment could be you going to YouTube and 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 watching Mike Bless, uh, Mike Bless, and watching uh, uh, Michael Unbroken his podcast. That that could create an environment. You could be in a project. You could be living on a, a air mattress, and you could put yourself in a new environment right there on your air mattress on the floor. Like how you said, you imagine a Cadillac. You know everything we have, we imagine it once, and so your uh um you know your 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 imagination and also the environment that you put yourself in. And that's why I love when people do events. Like, I love events. I think that I wouldn't be the woman I am today if I didn't go into Tony Robbins' room, if I didn't go into Grant Cardone's room, if I didn't go into all these rooms with Eric Worre and Les Brown and, 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 and just all these amazing network marketing events. So the fourth thing is to continue to understand that it's an environment that can, get, that can be created whether you go to the environment or the environment is in your mind. And then, and then the last thing is experiences. Like these are things that nobody taught us, but you have to, have to, have to, have to, have to have experiences. You gotta do things. You you can't just you know wake up and live this boring routine life. You go to work, you come home, you know you pick the kids up from school. All y'all eat is you know Golden Corral and Red Lobster, and no, go go to the five star restaurant even if you can't afford it, and go to the bar. And order a $10 drink to look around and to see the people and the ooh and to see the cars. And so, you know, we have to give ourselves room to grow. And, and whoever needs to know, like, you cannot continue to play the victim because there's nobody that's going to come save you but you. And that knowingness should give you a drive to say, okay, let me take it one day at a time. It's not going to happen overnight. But if you decide that you're going to become something, you now have to take responsibility to do the work. and. No matter how long it takes, just know that, you know, you think about a caterpillar and a butterfly, it's, it's, it's a process. You have to be willing to go through the process and know that only you can change you and it should be done for you. Yeah. I'm, take them to church. Like that, that's so much of this, the, so beautiful and, and so well said. And those, those five steps that you just laid out there, those are, you could do all five of those for a hundred dollars. And and I don't want people to be missed out on this idea that that they don't have the money to go to a Tony Robbins or Grant Cardone. I mean, they have this podcast. You're live on Instagram more than any human I know. Like the the access to information is there. The excuses are the things that are stopping you. And and my hope is that especially after today, that this incredible community will continue to step further and deeper into their journey, into their healing, into their truth, their power, their energy, their hope, love, and grace. My friend, this has been phenomenal. We we could literally go for another hour easily. I'm just getting started with you. Um, but obviously, I want to respect your time. Before I ask you my last question, where can everyone find you? I thought it's a couple of places. So you can find me on Instagram. As you said, Coach Stormy, I, I love Instagram. Instagram is where I met some of the most amazing people that in my life. Made a lot of money with people on Instagram. And I'm really on Instagram. So Coach Stormy with a Y. Um, of course, I got the awakening coming up. I know that this is going to come out right when we're about to launch the awakening. It's happening in Miami. Um, definitely, I, I encourage you guys to get in the environment that is going to awaken you. I don't care who and who you get into, get into the right environment. So I've curated a three-day event happening September 29th through October 1st. I also want to talk to you about it offline um, because I think it'd be great to have you maybe come interview me. And so that's happening in Miami. But everything that I do is always on Instagram at Coach Stormy and StormyWellington.com. 
Amazing. And guys, thinkunbrokenpodcast.com. Look up Coach Stormy there on the website. There'll be this and more in the show notes for you. My friend, my last question for you. What does it mean to you to be unbroken? To be unbroken is to be able to repair yourself from the things that broken you in the first place. And, and to accept the fact that it doesn't matter, you know, if you fall apart, you know, put yourself back together and just know that I believe that life is a series of getting broken and then repair yourself. It's not going to just be one time that you feel broken, but to be unbroken is to mean that you're going to c- consistently repair yourself, regardless if you're chipped, if you're cracked, or if you are just not together. Just know that it's going to be a series of break-ins that's going to happen in your life. But you got to decide that no matter what, you won't stay wherever you are. You know, as my dad said, you know, we fall down, we can get back up again. And to me, that's what being unbroken means. It means that you're never going to stay wherever you found yourself in a place of called, of called, being called broken. So don't stay broken. Put yourself back together and repair yourself and move forward. Mm, brilliantly said, my friend. Thank you so much for being here. Unbroken Nation, thank you for listening. Please like, comment, share, tell a friend, subscribe on YouTube, and check me out on Instagram at Michael Unbroken. And remember, every time you share this, you're helping others transform their trauma to triumph, breakdowns to breakthroughs, and helping them become the hero of their own story. And until next time, my friends, be unbroken. I'll see ya. Thank you so much for listening to Think Unbroken. Please share this episode with someone who could use it and help us move forward in our mission of ending generational trauma in our lifetime. And if you would, please take five seconds to pop on iTunes or Spotify, hit that five star, leave a review. And you can also reach out to us on social at Michael Unbroken or at Think Unbroken. And of course, you can check out our YouTube channel at Think Unbroken. Thank you for being a part of Unbroken Nation, my friends. And until next time, be unbroken. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of live coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a wait list for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program.